In today's episode of Systematic Success, I interview an amazing businessman called Orion Rogers. Now, Orion and his wife started a service accommodation business based in Canada, and with the view of basically giving themselves a better quality of life. The problem is they end up dragged into every problem and we're doing pretty much everything themselves. However, today that business pretty much runs by itself and they're able to enjoy a totally different lifestyle and enjoy the benefits of having their own business. This is Orion's story and it is an inspiring story and one that he has crafted himself and one that I want to share with the world to show what is truly possible when you dedicate yourself to systemizing your business, to outsourcing your work, and to actually creating that business that gives you the lifestyle you want. Enjoy. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. Welcome, Orion. Really nice to have you on the show. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for taking me on as a client and working with me for the last uh, six months. Oh, my pleasure. Cool. All right. So, Orion, just tell us, I mean, we've obviously spoken in the past. I know a little bit about your business. Um, <laughs> but for, for those, of the, those of people that don't, like, tell us where you're at right now. What is business like for you? What does that um, provide you in terms of lifestyle? Like, How does your life look right now, life and business look right now? Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, we've uh, we've been running since uh, 2014, and we've come a long way, and we're at the peak of our business right now. We have the the most profitability, we have the most uh, feeling of success, most properties in our portfolio, most teams um, in place, and you know, still a little bit of a hectic lifestyle with um, managing you know kids and family and and a growing business because we start still are in a very big growth phase, but. Um, you know, day-to-day life is, is kind of work, you know, waking up, jumping on, checking the task management system. We use Asana, which, you know, has been a great tool, um, checking with our remote teams and, and then kind of going forward, moving through the day of the plan. Um, we've boots on the ground team, which are kind of mobilizing and cleaning and maintenance for our properties. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, our pickup for our kids is around two 30. We really try and wrap our day up, um, just after noon, you know, noon or one o'clock and, and then be kind of mentally prepared to pick up our kids and, and be involved with them for the rest of the afternoon, which, you know, feels like as close to financial freedom, um, you know, as, as it could, because we are working for ourselves. We still have clients to answer to and, and um, you know, team members below us that we have to manage. But um, I think that's, you can't get away from that in any, in any business at this point. Yeah, and and we should, probably should have mentioned at the beginning. Orion is in short-term lets or um, service accommodation for a different name. So working a lot with the, you're based really in the tourist industry, aren't you? Serving travelers and people coming over to your exactly. Overtime. Yeah, our company is primarily focused on guest experience. Um, travelers coming from all over the world to Victoria, BC, which is where we're located in Canada. Um, beautiful area. If you're listening and need to travel, please look us up and we'd love to host you. But, uh, you know, really outdoor enthusiasts, um, nature enthusiasts, um, adventure enthusiasts, and and hosting those people in, you know, beautiful accommodations while they kick off on an amazing journey of their trip. So um, a lot of turnover, making sure guests are kind of checking in smoothly, checking out smoothly, getting the information that they need 
prior to arrival digitally, of course, um, with some automations and systems in place, which we've developed with Steve and, um, and have been able to deliver them, um, you know, in timely timely manner with teams helping manage that. Um, and, uh, and just really just being there um, to deliver that hands-on kind of customer service that should be brought to people while they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on their holidays. Cause it's probably one of the most important spends for people throughout the year is how they spend their holiday with their family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, and you've also got a place in Mexico as well, which isn't quite on in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. That one kind of was a curveball. It was actually a client from Victoria uh, that wanted us to manage their property here in Victoria weren't happy with their management team in Mexico and um but they have a great boots on the ground maintenance team there so they just needed someone to help you know run the digital aspect because essentially with all property you have a you know you have a digital property and a physical property and the two the, the digital runs the physical and the physical supports the digital to run smoothly so we um we're just that digital entity for them to manage and market and provide the guest experience um, because it is remote, it is hands off. We don't meet our guests in person. It's not like a hotel where you have a brick and mortar physical address that someone arrives to. They arrive to a property that there isn't someone there, and they check self check in and enjoy the space on their own. Yeah, I've never heard that expression before. Actually, yeah, the digital versus the phys- the physical. I really like it. I think I'm going to borrow yeah. that. <laughs> but it is true, and and I think that it's a, it's a really useful way of looking at it and not just of of you know, service accommodation but for any sort of bricks and mortar business where you've got a physical presence yeah. there's this huge aspect of running literally any business i've worked with um restaurateurs and lots of property type people and and, and lots of the businesses beside that have you know they have a physical presence or an office or a, a thing that they're they're actually require, requiring real people to, to so to speak to be at, be there but they all have this massive digital aspect of the business or the, the online aspect or the admin aspect, whatever you want to call it. And I think making that differentiation, differentiation, differentiation in, I can't say that word in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your, in your head, like, like has that helped in how you've managed to create this business, which you know, tell us about your team and where they're based. And that might, may sort of feed into this a little bit better. Yeah. So, you know, we started out with us, you know, physically cleaning toilets and making beds and, <laughs> you know, putting out chocolates and water bottles and those things for the guests. And, and, um, and then we eventually finally moved up a little higher and we brought in a cleaning team, which um, have been amazing. It's actually, they're actually the backbone, you know, truly of our business because nobody wants to check into a property that has dirty sheets or a toilet that's not cleaned or, you know, sink that has stains on it. So, you know, they are, they are essentially number one. And then we've, since since we've started working with you, Steve, we've hired a, a Filipino-based VA team, and they were able to help remove us from the day-to-day messaging and guest communication and help us to build systems um, you know, that put information first so that they don't have to be um, asked for it. So creating proactive information um, for guests to receive as opposed to um, not being able to find where the coffee is kept or what the Wi-Fi code is. I mean, those are simple things, um, which we obviously figured out a long time ago. But, you know, as we've developed, anytime I get asked a question, you know, over three times, that's an opportunity to create some sort of system or some sort of information resource that can be sent out ahead of time for the guests to um, receive it. And so we have two Filipino-based VAs um, that essentially give us coverage from 6 a.m. our time to 11 p.m. our time, which is 
you know, essentially when people are landing from airplanes or getting on flights, um, checkout time is 11 a.m. Um, then there's a period between 11 and 4, which is our check-in time. And that 11 to 4 is kind of um, managing maintenance teams and managing cleaning teams, which are um, virtual team is coordinating with them now. We've completely linked them. So if there's an issue with our cleaning team, instead of it coming through us um, and then us addressing it, it actually goes to our VA team, which they help either with some sort of information resource or you know system that we've put in place. They're able to deliver the information of the on-site cleaning team, um, and and then they can continue with their work. And then check-in time is four, but it kind of goes a little longer because people, again, are arriving from ferries or planes, or they've decided to go for dinner first um, because they've got little kids that are hungry and screaming in the car, which we've all been through. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then they help with the check-in process and any issues that could arise shortly after. So two Filipino-based um, VAs and about nine cleaning teams boots on the ground right now. And then my wife and I are the owners of the company. Yeah. Okay. And so it sounds like from what you described now, and obviously we've spoken before about this, but you pretty much removed yourself from, you know, with exceptions aside from the day-to-day average running of the business. Do the, the VA team take care of most of it now? Like, are you able to take genuine holidays now? Yeah, I mean, we're still moving through the growth phase of that and getting into like where we're at now is instead of every single message that we get, those notifications are turned off and they're routed to the VA team. And when there's something that they can't answer, that gets escalated to us as managers because essentially we've you know removed ourselves from the day-to-day operator up to a manager position. And so we can look at that and then and how we have that created is we have a guest ticket system created in Asana where our VA will create that ticket unless it's urgent. If it's urgent, it'll come through a WhatsApp or Slack channel because it's time sensitive. But if it's something that, um, you know, a discount inquiry is a good one that we've just really recently really brought on. So someone wants to book, but they're asking for a discount. The booking date is a month ahead. So not urgent, of course, urgent because we want to secure the confirmed booking. So the VA will take the information, they'll run them through the necessary kind of processes for them to, you know, vet them, guess, make sure they're good. But then they'll escalate that booking inquiry up to us because we're still running the revenue management side of the business. We can look at it, we can give our notes or feedback, our expertise, essentially, and then the VA will communicate that information back to the guest. And then they'll go back and forth and confirm the booking. So that's just one example of the escalation process. I think after they get trained up enough, they probably will know our mindset and will create a system that they won't need to escalate it for to us. But for now, that's just one example of you know how that's going. And instead of having a hundred messages a day, we're down to ten or fifteen. Yeah, you know, escalations, right? Not, not a bad uh, decrease. Well, it's not a bad decrease. Yeah, increase in uh, in inflexibility and, and freedom but yeah the goal yeah. now is to whittle that down to continue to whittle that down you know yeah and i was gonna it sort of leads quite nicely into, in, into my next thought which was you know, do you see a day genuinely where you're going to be able to actually remove yourself from that management layer to become sort of true leaders of the business and it will actually function without your not just day-to-day but continued involvement Definitely. That that's the number one goal. I mean, we don't want to be so hands-off where we create this, you know, 
we're not a, we're not there, we're not available, or we're not involved. We just want to remove ourselves from those kind of minute day to day stuff, so we can get more into the high level, looking at the bigger picture, and helping our teams, um, you know, build their own systems that'll help them work more efficiently. So it's it's there. I don't know where the date is or where the goal is. Uh, and I'm not trying, I don't want to move the goalpost, <laughs> you know, cause that's easy to do is procrastinate and continue moving it. But I think every step, um, every system that gets built, every process that you get built is one step in the right direction to achieving that goal. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, you, you, you painted a pretty awesome picture of, of what's possible. Uh, and this is just to, just to be clear, when, when, when did we meet? It was about six months ago, roughly it was a little bit longer than that. Yeah, February. I mean, we were connected February by one of your previous, previous yes, six seven months, something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and just go back then. Let, let's just paint that picture. Of, you, we've seen like where you've come, and I've you know, I've been a part of this journey. It's been absolutely fantastic to watch your progress. But remind me and let everyone know, like, where was it before? Like when we met, what was life like then? What were you involved in doing? How does that compare or contrast to what you just described? Yeah. I mean, even though our business was a little bit smaller, like for example, we run 34 properties now. I think when we met, we were in the twenties, low twenties. So we've, we've done a you know fair increase in, in portfolio growth since uh, we wouldn't have been able to do it, you know, without losing our complete mind if we hadn't <laughs> created the systems that we have now. But essentially we were, we were answering all of the guest messages, either my wife, Leslie was kind of control of that and myself, both of our phones would ding with messages all day long. Like, and, and sometimes you would get so sucked in to a problem trying to solve it because we really didn't have anything in place. Everything was up here, you know, and, and that was the, the number one, I think, you know, the, the PSP, the um, personal systemization plan, that was kind of number one of just sitting down and just getting everything out. Okay. What's repetitive. What's a weekly thing. What's a monthly thing looking at those and just starting to, you know, figure out how we can create operations, manuals, task templates, and assign those things off to the proper team in place. Um, you know, which is essentially our VAs. They've been amazing. We've, you know, found some really good team members, but it, there's a term in our industry called the hectic host, and it's essentially a host that has grown their portfolio so big, but refuse to, uh, you know, seek help or seek coaching or seek um, systems building. Some do, some can do it on their own and they figure out how to do it. And others kind of hit that little roadblock. And that was kind of a moment that I was at was just how to get over that and just needed that little push of like, how do you get to 30 properties? How do you get to 50 properties? How do you get to a hundred without, you know, enraging the hectic host even more where all you're doing is just sitting on your phone and your kids are pulling at your shirt and you're just focused on your business and not focused on you're, you're essentially you just have horse blinders on you you can't see anything around you and you can get really drawn and sucked into the wrong messages and then you get angry so your customer service goes down so it's a really knock-on approach um but yeah that that's where we were i think we we wouldn't have been able to make it through the summer if we hadn't have you know met you steve and built the systems and found the team that all happened right leading into our busiest season which was able to give us freedom for the summer we were actually able to go away for the weekend and, and essentially have our phones off and just check in you know every few hours or in the evening or in the morning um, but we would have never been able to have more than an hour from our phone if we hadn't have you know 
hired a team and created systems. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that you can do it now. Not that that's how what it was like then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it felt normal then. It, yeah, it was definitely stressful. Um, and not knowing that it could be better, having an idea that you know, there how are people operating? There's got to be an organization. You know, there's got to be an org in place in these companies to successfully operate. But it wasn't until I, you know, I met someone else from a company that was bigger than ours, actually one of your previous clients. That's how we met you. <laughs> and, you know, they had 120 properties and I just, you know, made a meeting with them and said, they're in different markets. So it was very easy for them to share knowledge with me and just saying, how did you get from, you know, A to B to C to D to wherever you're at now, you know, on your ladder. And he took me through the steps and said, if you don't do this, you'll never get to there. And if you do this, you'll get to there. And you just start to connect the dots. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you know a fortuitous meeting when you meet somebody who's not like a million miles ahead of you, but they're in they're they're ahead of you enough for you to think look that's where I want to be and I see it, but I just there's just this maze in front of me and you know you just need the guide to sort of take you through that maze and you know I've done it in many different aspects of my business whether it's been originally where you know working with virtual assistants and getting coaching on that and then and then developing the systems and everything like that and my marketing my sales you know i'm continually educating myself and meeting and trying to meet um people that you know have been there and done it and they've done the hard work and then they can just hopefully show you a uh an easier route to the to the goal you're trying to get to so yeah no, yeah, they leave you little breadcrumbs in the right yeah. direction, you know. <laughs> little food parcels along the way, you know. <laughs> yeah, they don't give you too much, but they just keep you going in that that right direction. You do need to make some decisions and everybody's different. Business is different, but we have a lot of core fundamentals in, you know, business as a whole. Like you said, learning about the marketing, learning about working with a remote team. You know, for me, it's like systems for property and keys and how to, you know, manage that aspect and and codes and messages and one of the things in our business is like, you know, guests check out. Well, they need to know how to get out of the property. Where do they leave the keys? Is there any requirements? How do they get their car out? And, yeah. you know, enough times people would leave the building, but then they couldn't get back to the parkade to get their car. It was like, they need instruction and this. And that's, it could be one line in a message. That little line is a little tiny system that's created. So that yeah. way that guest reads that, that was automatically sent. And they can go down and get their car and pull it out and then return the keys without having to call you in a panic because they've got to, you know, catch a plane or catch a ferry or they're late for something because they didn't have the information that they needed. Right. Yeah, totally. And like listening to you say is that, you know, you're one of um, a few dozen probably now service accommodation type businesses of the of the hundred plus property businesses I've worked with. And um, the difference I hear often and I'm wondering what your thoughts on this is you used to do these things but it was when you put them into a system it gave you a way to improve them without your continued involvement so for example like you just said then that somebody rings you up and says I'm stuck I'm outside my property if you haven't got anywhere to then put that then the likelihood of that actually getting or happening again is quite high whereas once you start this process it's like I was having a chat with my uh, uh, relatively new coaching clients today, and they've been in this cycle of sort of recording videos and, and then not panning it over to somebody because they're not taking the leap to hire a virtual assistant or an assistant yet. And then by the time they sort of like got around to it again, they changed it a bit. But because right. they had no one in place to help them to document the original, they're almost like starting from scratch every time, yeah. as opposed to doing what you've been doing 
we just sort of building little bit on little bit on little bit because it's a, like your know, systems are just a, a continual process a continual journey in your business it's not something you ever actually get to the end and think oh we've done it now we could just sit back for 20 years so no, yeah. and it, it'll continually change i mean even i'm looking back on some of my original videos that i've made and i'm like oh we've changed this we've changed that you know i I, sh- I need to make a note to go back make a new video at some point it's working or get your staff to make the video for you or get your staff to make the video for you yeah, you know we it's funny because talking about the digital and the physical we do have that too where the next step is to bring in a phys- another physical staff member that yeah. actually could go out and take physical videos out in the in the field and that would remove me from taking those physical videos because i'm still doing that and uh, then after they've done the physical video they would then send that to our digital team which would upload it into our digital property matrix which we have yeah. and so then when a question gets asked down the line of uh, how do we access the common area patios and use the barbecue? The digital team member can send that to the physical guest, you know, that little video that was created of a simple walkthrough video of, you know, this is the key, this is here, this is how you turn the propane on, whatever the steps yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's happening now. It was created and it's happening without your involvement completely, yeah. right? Yeah, fantastic. And what what, what were the... um you know, the, the, the main steps you took, I'm just thinking like, keep it all like relatively high level, but like going from where you were, it was, it was, you know, just the two of you basically running the show. Yeah. And then what were the big goal, goal um, posts or milestones that you think that, that made a huge difference? And then this, and then this, like when you're trying to like put that path out in front of somebody else who's not done this, they're like, I, just, I can't see how I'm going to get there. Like, what would you, how would you line it all up? I mean, you know, talking about going back to what we talked about of looking up to some other mentor or someone who's ahead of you, reach out to that person. You know, if you've got someone that's a competitor in a different market, not competitor, but, you know, someone that's operating the same business as yours in another market, call, re, send them an email, give them a phone call. They might just point in the right direction. You know, working with someone like yourself, Steve, is a systems coach and getting, you know, the first step was that uh, personalized systemization plan, the PSP, you know, that getting everything out of your head and onto paper so you can actually look at it and look at your workload, you know, and forget about the weekly or monthly stuff, just your daily workload. And then just start to tick off, you know, or, or you know, use the matrix as, you know, putting the time, the, the minutes to it of how many minutes you're spending on it each day. Um, because I think, you know, what you, is it 10 minutes a day? Is is a week a year? Is that? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, ten, 10 minutes a day. Yeah, so 10 minutes. 10 a minutes day. a day is a week yeah. of freedom a year, which you could, yeah. you know, either take for yourself or repurpose and refocus that time and energy on something more valuable than, you know, there's so much stuff in my head right now. I can't even name a simple thing, but, you know, even one of those things is just like sending check-in details. I mean, we have a lot of automations in our company that we, we those things, are those systems are in place already. But so, yeah, so personalized systemization, learning about the tools that you need to then you know, get those things in place. So Asana, task management apps, Google Drives, you know, I had a a bit of knowledge in those things. Task management, I didn't, I was playing in Trello. Asana was just, you know, really changed it for me. And then, and then hiring your first team member. And, you know, you know, Steve, we hired our first team member and they didn't work out after three months. You know, we, we actually went probably a month or two longer, month and a half longer than we should have. My wife was saying, you know, she's not the one, she's not doing it. And and it took going through the hiring process and, you know, getting my feet wet 
uh, and learning about all of that to learn, oh, it's not that hard to rehire. It's actually quite easy. You know, you're just taking your same job posting, making a few tweaks, learning what you didn't hire for in the right place. That was where I went wrong. I didn't hire for customer service. I hired for uh, data entry and task management, you know, and it was just the next time I rehired, I put those things in it and I started getting applicants where, uh, that were actually showing me what I wanted to see. You know, I put them through a, a process where they had to pretend to be a, a tour guide and give information out to uh, a, a guest um, and answer the questions in real time, not, you know, chat GPT. And some of these AI tools are great, but, you know, looking for them to actually give organic answers. So, you know, you know, PSP, finding the mentor, PSP, going through the hiring process is so you know that it's not scary. Um, yeah. Letting someone go so you know that that's not scary. Um, and then, and then you know, getting everything from PSP into a system or operations manual and having that new team member go through that. And as they start to go through it, you're like, oh, you know how to do this. You've got it figured out. Okay, that's on your board. Okay, oh, you can... But then you're almost just testing them with these little, these little goals to achieve, right? And as soon as they've done it once, or maybe they've given you feedback on how they could do it better, that's it. That's now they can own that and keep moving forward. And so you're just taking things off of your plate and putting it on theirs without overloading. I think there's you do need to be conscious of that. There's no superhero VA either. Like I'm learning that they have their different roles, and I've actually can express that to them now. Um, Marjorie and Eunice are our, our two VAs and I want to just call them they's and, and they have, they're real people. They're amazing. Um, but finding their strengths and their weaknesses, and then really, you know, putting them up on their strengths and helping them develop their weaknesses. Right. And so I've got them both doing different aspects in our business, but then both doing the same aspect of customer service. Yeah, um, totally. I think that this is something if, if for the listeners that listen to my podcast a lot, they probably heard me say this a lot, but I don't like the term virtual assistant. Because, you know, and, and I, I use it because people understand what I mean, but actually you're just hiring somebody that lives, lives in another country and there's no job in any business that's like no position, sorry, in any business that is virtual assistant. Right. There is a marketing assistant. There's a property manager assistant. There's a, there's, there's lots of assistants in your business and some of those will be able to be promoted and, and, and uh, elevate themselves up to higher positions. But there is no virtual assistant because it's not a thing that actually any business goes out there looking for. So I think that that is like this mindset shift that most people make. They take on this this first virtual assistant, in inverted commas, yeah. um, and they hire them. And they're like, because they haven't actually been super clear in their own head, what yeah. is the role and position this person's going to fill? They have this strange expectation about what this person's going to be able to do. And yeah. a good, competent intelligent experienced assistant pa whatever you want to call them like they will be able to do lots of things but they're not going to love some of them they're not going to be brilliant at others and some things are going to be in their zone of genius and just be absolutely on it and nail it and yeah. you know whether it's personality types we, we test the personality types for aptitude we look at um things like disc profile and wealth dynamics and uh, we look at um also we do this thing called the know it want it hate it i don't know if you've if you've done that with with your team yeah. Yeah. And then basically yeah. this is this is something we do in our in our training, but it's listing every single thing you do in your company and then asking them to say, look, do you know how to do it? Do you love it? And do you hate it? And yeah. you can obviously get more complicated as as complex as you want with that grading systems and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, you can then try to find a role which this person goes, This is like a dream job. Like I want to be here forever. 
and, and that's yeah, that, and, that's and but that's again it's it's not there's no on that list there's no virtual assistant line no <laughs> and i think that's a really like you obviously figure this out but i think that's just a, a really useful learning point it's like you're now figuring out to put these people in specific roles that lean to their strengths and that's how you get the most out of your team yeah and i think i think you're right like I know we use the VA and the virtual assistant, you know, terminology, but going into it, you need to really think I'm hiring a team member. You don't necessarily, sure, they have a, a role that you want them to fill, where that's customer service agent or, um, you know, marketing assistant or whatever. But at the end of the day, you're, you're bringing someone into your company, into your organization. They're going to be a team member. They need to be treated like a team member. They need to be, you know, talked to like a team member. They need You need to bring excitement out of them. And of course, the, the title that they're going to have is going to be customer service. But you might find something inside of them where they really want to work on um, something that they weren't able to in their last role. And you could actually bring this kind of like blossom, this new flower of knowledge and experience out of someone that's just kind of maybe that's been, you know, kind of hampered on a little bit. And that's what I'm finding right now. Like when I redid the ad, I really put a big focus on customer experience. And like I said, I, I essentially created a, you know, give me an itinerary for three days while I'm traveling and I have three kids and da, da, da. And I made my applicants go through Googling and figuring out this itinerary and writing it out for the guest into, into a message. Right. And, and I went through those and I combed through them. I did about three scenarios plus with, you know, just standardized hiring of a remote team member, you know, um, making sure they have good internet connections, good operating systems, you know, all of those things are very important as well. Um, and of course, any other, you know, relevant previous experience. So I hired, when I finally hired for the guest experience, they were doing that. And then that's where I started putting these little different things on their plates, like building back to the digital physical property. The digital property is your listing, right? That's your listing that's out in the world for people to arrive at on a computer and view and book, hopefully. <laughs> and so they, I've, I've found that one of them loves writing. You know, they, they do a really good job at writing listing descriptions, writing about neighborhoods and writing about, you know, little itineraries of what they should do. So she's now in charge of helping build the listings. And another one is really good at more like, steps and systems well she's helping me build the operations manuals and she's helping me build standard operating procedures and you know we have this what we've called as a master property list we call it our mpl and each digital property has little columns and rows of information um, using a lot of screen share a lot of videos and screenshots um, you know, how many keys are left in the unit? What, how, like, again, how do you access the barbecues? How do you get here? Where's the parking? So yeah. she's helping develop that document. So I've got two of them, you know, Eunice is working on the day shift listings. Marge is working on the evenings, um, um, working on that master property list. And together they're both messaging guests while they're going. And as they keep building the listings and as they keep building the master property sheets, because they're building these entities, it helps them deliver deliver information even better. So um, to the guests as there's inquiries. So really seeing that team member kind of move into a new role, not a new role, but ad adapt or expand their role yeah. is going to allow an opportunity to, as they grow and move up to bring new team members in to fill different aspects, you know, lower, which could just be at one point we could just have people running the guest experience side and, you know, Marjorie and Eunice will end up can continue working on these digital properties, but also being um, 
managers or um, supervisors for the the newer, younger team. I say younger, not younger age wise, but younger in experience to our company. Um, you know, fill their new roles of guest experience, and then while they're in there, maybe we'll recognize that as the new team members come in, they have new strengths, and they'll move up and shift over, and you'll get that organizational pyramid that everybody kind of dreams of, which allows the people that are in the top higher positions to focus on what they love, uh, focus on growing the company, focus on growing their department, whatever it is, right? And everyone does better and makes more money and is more successful. I mean, that's the idea, I think. My idea, at least. <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, yeah, totally. We, we, call, we call that, you know, elevate, sorry, delegate. I get this the right way around. Uh, delegate to elevate. And I actually did, I did a podcast episode on this a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's exactly the way that we try to hire within our business. Is like before you go and hire somebody, have a look at it internally. Is there someone you can elevate up and bring someone in at a lower level? Then you give your existing team member the role they truly want and deserve. And you actually save a lot of money because you're bringing someone in at a, a much more entry level. And then yeah. that person manages the new person for you, exactly what you just said which means that you don't have to. And so that is a really good way. Obviously, there's exceptions. You have to bring in certain skill sets and whatever, and I get that. But like just generally operational, that's a really good uh, growth strategy that we've, we've used and I've, I've helped other clients do exactly the same thing. So yeah. What is there anything that like maybe mindset things you really had to overcome, any barriers, like you were thinking, oh, this is never going to work or I can't do X, Y, and Z, or I'm never going to never going to let go of something. Or was there anything like that that you just thought, you know, this isn't going to work? Um, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, I mean, I think we run into those hurdles, you know, as an entrepreneur of your own company and, and as an owner, co-founder, whatever title you've given yourself, you're always going to run into these little hurdles and how you get over them. And, and you know, doubt loves to creep in you know, misery loves company. <laughs> it's easy to bring people into it too. And you're, you know, but sometimes you're just working through problems in your head and that's how you kind of beat yourself up over it. Um, I, you know, my, my weaknesses are, yeah, one holding on to something that's not working and knowing, not, not knowing when to let it go um, can be an issue. And I think a lot of people can naturally have that. Um, I think if you don't have that, then you can end up moving through things too fast because you don't give enough you don't give enough time into something um, and then you can give up on it and throw it away. Oh, that didn't work. And you can move on to the next thing. When If you just, it's like that classic picture, you know, the guy's digging for the diamond and, and gives up just before it. And the other guy just digs a little further and finds it. Right. I think those are little, you, you have those little moments all the time. Um, mindset wise, like you never know what it's going to look like until it's working. I mean, I think that's, you know, number one, I, uh, I've had lots of times where even, you know, now I'm, oh, can I get this to that person? Am I going to be able to, you know, create this? And how do I get it out of my head? And, you know, you create these mental blockages. But, I, you know, if you get down and you just start writing a pen of paper and you write this and you draw an arrow to that and you come up, you know, and you're essentially just drawing a process map um, or a mind map, as my mom used to call them when I was kids. You know, you just put that word in the middle and then start drawing lines to it and then just start connecting those lines. And then if you break it out and put it into more of a flowing process, it actually turns into some sort of system that you've created. So it can be as simple as just getting over your own hurdle um, and getting just one th idea out of your head. And I think that's the, I would say, you know, to narrow it down, I just kind of gave you my answer is getting ideas out of my head are my biggest hurdles, you know? Yeah. It's the hardest part for me. It's like, they're in here. I love them in there. I'm actually scared to see them out, I think. 
because then I'm going to have to get to work on them. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> uh, it means other people can criticize them as well if they're out. So. Yeah, yeah. When you know, <laughs> I, I've always been good for uh, for the most part. I've always been good for criticization. You know, like I'm I'm open for it. I do say like, give me some constructive criticism because as soon as you get it or you fight it, but then you know, oh, that other person was oh, okay. Maybe I'll do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, totally. And um what would you give as advice because a lot of the people that we that i meet along the way they they've worked with virtual assistants before maybe they never have but even the ones that have tried like your first experience and and you know who knows but if if you hadn't have had a coach at that point to say look you just need to repeat this process right now get back on the horse and yeah. it will work next time like nine out of 10 times the second time it works really, really well because you've made all your mistakes. Like I'm not saying that either way you would have, wouldn't have done that, but if people have fallen off the horse, if they've had bad experiences, people are unreliable, they don't show up for work, all these things you hear about remote workers, like what would you say to them to, to make them just have another go and make it actually a, a reality? Like, is it worth the, the potential pain is, is the, is the, uh, the reward. Yeah. A hundred percent. Once you achieve the goal, it's definitely worth, it. I would say most goals, you know, the juice is always worth the squeeze, you know, <laughs> it's, it's simple terms. The grass is never greener. Sometimes it is, but the juice is always worth the squeeze. Success is made up of mistakes. Like you can't, the straight line to success is the fastest way back down because you didn't learn on the way up how to take those steps and, you know, trip and fall. And, you know, if you rise to the top too fast, it's so easy to have your legs cut out from you and, you know, then be totally disheartened on the way back down. So I think having to make a mistake and hiring the wrong team member is pretty important. Um, you know, obviously as you get going, you're not giving out too much information. You're using LastPass, you're using a lot of securities in place that, you know, that's person sure you're bringing this team member into your organization. If you let them go, as long as you follow the steps and build out, you know, your Google drives and, and your last passes and stuff, you know, and you follow, you know, Steve, you've got some great tips on just kind of securing your business. Um, and and some good steps there. If you do that, it's very easy to let that person go. The hardest part is writing the email. Once you write the email to let them go or have the phone call, however you decide to do it, they're not, there's no fight back. They just accept it. You trim off the, the Google Drive access, the LastPass access, and that's it. And then the next morning you wake up, you're building a new job application to you know, put out to the next person and give yourself a day or two um, to look for that next team member and think about, you know, oh, re-look at the application that you had and the applicants that you had and think about, did I hire the right person for the role that I actually want, right? And that's that's exactly what I didn't do is I hired for the, I hired for the, a general role thinking I could turn yeah. them into the role that I wanted them when I needed to hire more for a specific role and then you know, strengthen that and observe what they were also good at, which I, you know, mentioned before. And now we're really seeing it. I'm actually coming up on Marge's first or the first three month probationary period. We, we have a three month probationary period. We're going to give a, you know, pay raise to that first per to that after that, you know, as an incentive, Hey, you've made it. Um, you know, obviously your contract with us is more strengthened. Um, and then we're going to go six month, 12 month and, and onwards from there. And, and, as they move up in roles, they might increase or get different raises as well. So super excited that we're at that three month moment because the last three month moment I was at was disheartening. And, you know, 
but as soon as I, you know, as soon as we trimmed it uh, and, and moved on to the next person, it was great. And I know that sounds terrible because they're real people and you've hired them and you've given them the opportunity, but it's no different than anybody, you know, hiring someone for a, a, a carpenter job and they can't figure out how to frame a, you know, build a handrail or whatever they're doing, you know, supposed to be doing. Right. So um, yeah, there's some onus on you for incorrect hiring and there's some onus on that person for not figuring it out too, maybe as well. Yeah. 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 I think you just, you just got to accept and, and, and I will hold my hands up. I'm not the best at letting go of people because I, I find it quite you know, difficult for all the reasons you've just said, but it, it, it's, um, it's, uh, you just got to do it as a business owner and you've got to just toughen up about it. I think, and as sad as that's a sound, it's like you are running a business, not uh, for a cliche phrase, not a charity. Um, yeah. and so if people aren't performing, it doesn't matter where they are. And, and if they're not turning up for work or they turn up unprofessionally, it doesn't matter if they're remote or in the office or virtual, whatever word you want to use, it's like that person isn't a good fit for work. It doesn't matter if they're working for you or somebody else. So, you know, or it may just be they're not competent at doing the thing that you actually really need um, until yeah. you've just got to let them go. So, yeah. Yeah. I think as someone new, like to working with remote teams and working, you know, at a distance, you know, I have a crazy time zone difference. Um yeah. At 6 a.m., my time is kind of 8 p.m. in the Philippines, right? I could have hired south um, down into to Latin America, um, but you know, I, 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 and that's not that I think one are better than the other. I just I really love uh, Filipino Southeast Asian communities and, and their kind of customer experience. Their English is very good. There's a lot of very good pros that led me that direction. Plus Airbnb, like I primarily work with, you know, short-term rentals. A lot of them have experience over there because some yeah. of the big call centers are over there anyways. So, you know, just kind of tied in, but, um, um, yeah, I think for someone new, you know, it's tough to know what's right and wrong and how to work with that remote worker. There is that time delay, um, you know, new to so many new things, task management app, um, you know, just, just new ways of bringing someone in. It can be like, Oh, am I doing the right thing? Is this, you know, but I mean, if you push through and you gain experience in working with remote workers, you'll never look back. I mean, it's, it's, uh, now I'm continually thinking of how I can evolve my business or build my brand or do something different down the road because I know that I can get the team members in place that I need. I don't have to do video production or um, Facebook posts or social media posts. I can I know that there's team members out there that are going to be very good at that and I can bring them in and they can help support me in a new venture. I mean, I'm still focused on my growth of my own company, but starting to think outside the box of how to grow, you know, personally and grow a new brand down the road right yeah 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 amazing amazing and i think that that sort of um almost looking now the horizons further away if that's the expression like you know you, you yeah, yeah. Ra raised your game because you now know what's possible and, and and you're not the first person i've spoken to about this it's like suddenly it's like the possibilities are infinite because you realize that you know yeah it's a totally different world when it's not just you doing everything look all right you're in the dark and like, you know, you're working with a flashlight and then all of a sudden this like bigger light comes over. You're like, oh, switches oh, the light on. Yeah. You're like, there's more to see here. Okay. Um, we're, oh, I can take that path. I can do this. I can do that because you're not, you know, you don't have the, the like, oh, like retard brakes on essentially. Someone's not on the, the e-brake is not on, right? You're like, oh, I can drive a little bit faster or push forward on this you know, idea and know that you know, you're not all in on it and someone else can support and help you. Right. Yeah, totally. 
Orion, I could literally talk to you for hours, um, and we have in the past. So, but I do need to draw this to a close, and I think this is a, a great point to do so. I think you know it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you, um, and and just hearing your your journey, you know, in this way is sometimes I don't get that experience to do with some of our clients, and so it's been a pleasure for me to to hear your your. Oh, thank you for being a part of it. See, I mean, uh, you know. If- if I hadn't been in the direction pointed towards you, I don't know where we would be. Maybe I would have tried some VAs, you know, maybe, maybe they would have worked out. Maybe they wouldn't have, I don't know, but I would have probably had a lot more questions and a lot more, um, a lot more trips and a lot more hurdles along the way. And it's nice to have some guidance and some, you know, path uh, and a plan really is what it was. Right. Yeah. No, oh, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, a couple of questions just before we do finish very quick ones. So you mentioned a few software and apps along the way. What are your three favorite apps or software that you've started using or you use to help with the systems and the management of your your virtual team? Yeah, I mean, Asana task management, number one, it's great. There's tons of apps out there, but you know that's the one that I was turned on to. It's, like I said, I use Trello, but Asana has worked out great. Um, uh, ScreenPal or Screencast-O-Matic, I think they're ScreenPal now. Um, yep. They've rebranded awesome tool. Uh, you know, you can get it on your phone, you can take a quick video, you can upload it, you've got a link, you can share it. It's, you know, I actually use it for updating my clients now. Um, quarterly, I just do a screen pal, I do screen share. And then it's so easy to send that link in an email as opposed to sending a big, like 250 megabyte file. I, um, I remember the day you did that. I think it was literally after our first ever coaching call. And yeah, like, the next week I saw you were like, oh my God, I just saved like two hours of my life every single month like from that one thing. It was brilliant. Unreal. I used to write these big quarterly emails to my clients, you know, update them on revenue and look aheads and, yeah. duh, duh, and my wife would sit there and it would take a week of just crashing out this email. And probably no one even reads them, you know. <laughs> I don't think too many people did. And I'd put screenshots on there and this and that. And now I just make a 10 minute video. I love talking. I have screen share this and that. And then I can just quickly throw in some screenshots by link, which are much easier to look at on an email as opposed to a bunch of weird screenshots and files at the bottom under your signature. And it's really concise. So I have about a body of this big of written word, which summarizes my video, but everyone comments that they love the video. We are talking about apps now, so I'm going to share a couple of things with yep. you. So we, we've been using an app called Cast Magic. Um, no, it's no longer it's no longer available for a, a lifetime. I don't think on AppSumo, but that's where we got it. Uh, but there are other apps out there. Um, so we now take that video, whack it into. There's one called Blogify as well, which is also quite quite nice, different quite a different angle. But anyway, that video that you just recorded, you stick it into Cast 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 Magic. It then produces yep. the summary for you. For let's say, so AI tools will be able to then you can you'll be able to train the AI to give you the type of summary you want or get the summary from the first AI and pass it to say ChatGPT, which has been strictly trained and it will then produce the report for you. So perfect. Yeah, I've been wanting to get into the you know captions or subtitles on the videos, so that would be great. And also the summaries created below. Yeah, Uh, sorry. Third one, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Asana, Screencast. I mean, Google Drive. I, I think this is just, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Drive person. There's so many, it's so versatile. Um, you know, I'm a big Excel spreadsheet or Google Sheets person. So whatever one you're looking in, I, you know, I fortunately know how to develop pretty good sheets and, and maths, you know, to compute them. Um, so those three are my kind of go-to. I mean, I have other ones that I use just for our business, but um yeah, those are 
I, I don't think I could survive right now without those three. No, no, I'm, I'm the same. I'm, you know, those are three things that we 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 share um, with you know our clients too. Uh, with obviously that's probably how you heard of maybe a couple of them. Um, yeah. Okay, finally, sorry, I got lost lost where I was up to then. Finally, yeah, yeah. Um, this podcast is called Systemize Your Success. But what does success mean to you? Ah, I mean. It, freeing your time is success, right? Every time you can get moments back in, in your life that uh, are uninterrupted, um, I think is, is you know, you're living a successful life, essentially. If you're, you only have like, life is finite and time is just linear progression. Like it just keeps going and going and going. And eventually the finite steps in and it's over. So, you know, if you're not clawing back or getting back more moments in your life to share with others or friends, or if it's, you know, like right now, my love is working on my company. So if it's working on your company um, and you're having more time to work on your company, as opposed to in it, um, you know, I think that's a relatively degree of success as well. It's always going to be different for everybody else, but for me right now, it's, it's getting more time back. I'm approaching 40. So, you know, after that, <laughs> the slope is slipperier on the way down. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, if you got young kids and you're building a business and you just want to like enjoy the outdoors and do whatever you want, free of the burden of work. I say work because work can even just be messages, right? Or emails, um, you know, it doesn't have to be physical. It could be some sort of digital way of taking away your time. Yeah, that's success. Success is essentially more time in your life. I like it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for today. Really appreciate you coming on and uh, you know spending some time just chatting about your business. Uh, I, I, I've got a genuine um, value from from listening to your story and being inspired by what you've managed to achieve. Uh, so I hope other people have too. I'm sure they will. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.